0: For you this morning. It's just a quick rule I try to follow. I try very hard never to go into a grocery store or Walmart. I shouldn't say never, but I try not to go into a grocery store or Walmart when I'm hungry (laughs) or overly bored. Those two things. Why? Because if I'm bored, I need something to pass the time. If I'm hungry, then everything looks good to me and I feel like I need it all. So what that translates to, and I think most of y'all have been there, is a full grocery cart filled with things that either I don't need or I really don't want that much, but certainly that are way more than really I should be spending money on. I used to do, I used to go when I, before I was married, I had a roommate and I would go to Kmart or Walmart or somewhere like that with her, not needing to spend any money and walk out having spent $50, which is a lot of money when you're, you know, just out of college trying to pay your student loans, all that. So still true. Fortunately for me, two things, I have a Dollar Tree down the street from my house, which means everything's a dollar. It's a little cheaper than picking out the 10 dollar and 5 dollar things here. And I do another thing even if I'm bored or hungry where I just bring a backpack and either I will just bring a backpack and not my car so I don't have anywhere to put it or I will um only not even use a cart. When I don't use a cart then I only that means I can only buy what I can carry cuz I'm really just doing it to pass the time anyways. I live, you know, 5 blocks from a Dollar Tree. You wouldn't believe how much arm capacity I have. The amount of things I get that I really don't need. I feel a little better about it when I'm paying a dollar a piece for them than when I'm paying 10 or 5 bucks a piece because then I still can't spend more than 20 bucks. Well, I did this yesterday. I just needed to go for a walk because I'm like, I'm going to be stir crazy if I don't go for a walk. Walked to the Dollar Tree, used a cart, didn't need a cart, found a bunch of stuff that I thought I needed. I'll tell you what, I filled that backpack. I have like a superhuman backpack. I felt like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen those movies, but they're actually like the characters are like they're human sized people dressed like turtles that have this big shell on the back of them. And I think I must have had 30 pounds of stuff. Probably, it probably would have been like four grocery bags at least that I could fit in my backpack. I'd, I'd, I'd spent 20, not 50 And we, I mean, in fairness, we could use them, but like, for instance, I needed to get mouthwashed, so I got like five of them. Why I needed five mouthwashes, I don't know. I just got a new toothbrush, but I decided, oh, I need a new toothbrush. I I don't know what it is. Actually, I think I do. This is my new working theory as of just now. I think uh, St. Augustine called it a God-shaped vacuum. I think there's a part in us that only God can fill, and we get restless we get restless, and then sometimes instead of seeking God or seeking the things of God, we try to fill it with things that aren't God. Or we have this hoarder mentality when we feel like something is missing, whether it even be the tiniest fear or insecurity, we try to fill it with other stuff. And um, I think maybe, maybe that's why Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Um, because the other time that I don't spend too much at Walmart or the grocery store or even Dollar Tree is if there's nothing in the bank. I'm not trying to fill up on the stuff I don't need when there's nothing in the bank to fill up on. Unfortunately, we, we don't have a lot in the bank, but we we can eat, you know, we we have enough that we can pay our bills and eat and that sort of thing. But, um, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, I once wrote a kid's Bible study where I think the translation, well, we we said it for the kids, the Pennington translation was, um, you're blessed if you need God and you know it. Because it's like, if you know what you're hungry for, then you fill it with that. Sometimes I think when we have stuff, and I don't have a lot of stuff by American standards, but I have a lot of stuff by most of the rest of the world standards, you know. We have a house, we have three bedrooms, there's two of us, you know. We have internet, we have a laptop computer, we have two televisions, you know. And that's vast wealth compared to a lot of people. And I do have the ability to go and just indiscriminately spend $50. Not all the time, but sometimes, you know, and, or even 100 sometimes. And I think that sometimes creates this chasm, it, which... Is this illusion that I need to fill this chasm with stuff Um, when I'm hungry and I haven't had the healthy food I want to fill my gullet with donuts and ice cream which actually you know make me feel yucky afterwards and guilty but I thought I wanted to just live in for a second in Matthew 5 3 two different translations that seem to say Almost different things. Uh, Matthew 5, 3 in the New International Version, what we're probably used to is, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, The Common English Bible, which I usually like, I don't really like their translation, but it says, Happy are the people who are hopeless. Hopeless? Poor in spirit and hopeless, to me, that's a little bit different. I mean, I guess both of it's desperate, but it seems to say different things. So I went back to the Greek and poor, um, that word poor is tokhos, tokhos. Actually, I don't think I butchered that one, tokhos. Um, and it literally means one who cowers. So we weren't talking about just peasants. Now, in the New Testament, poor meant something different than it does in the United States. In the New Testament, poor meant that, basically, you're malnourished because you don't have enough to eat. If you're living hand to mouth, that just makes you normal. <laughs> it means you're living off the land and you're normal in Jesus' day. Uh, so poor is somebody it's not even just an economic thing it's literally a beggar somebody who cowers and begs doesn't have enough to eat and is reliant wholly on the grace of others Um, so and it's cowering in pneumatas our spirit so i kind of get why the word poor doesn't get it because it's we're not talking about poor like the way we think about it like i don't have everything i think i need i'm having a hard time with health care i'm having a hard time paying my bills we're talking about i can't eat i may not have a place to live i'm walking around cowering and my very next meal is dependent upon somebody having mercy on me and so i'm begging with utter desperation so i mean if i could go in there and translate it i might say desperate you know but it's funny that that, that word blessed, um, marcarios, it actually kind of means to be envied. So if you if you look at this picture, people who cower in their spirit are to be envied. Like the beggars, the vagabonds are the ones to be envied. That word blessed is, blessed is in your favorite in a way that somebody else looks at you and says, I want what you want. Um, Luke does it a little bit different. like Luke 6.20 blessed are you who are poor or actually the ceb says happy are you and it, happy and blessed it's, it's the same word um are you if you're poor he just says poor and both both of these translations say poor which again goes back to that cowering vagabond and you're you're blessed when you're that way you're blessed when you're desperate you're blessed when you don't know i don't like feeling that way I don't like having to bow to God's mercy and go, God, please take this away. I don't like having to say, where's my next meal coming from? And they're saying that's the person who's to be envied. Whether you say it's in your spirit or whether you just do it, people who just cower before God. And and I go back to this whole thing with me going to the grocery store where I feel like I'm blessed enough that I can go around and do this, but really... When I have means outside of God, when I have earthly means, sometimes I forget that God is my only source. When I have an abundance of friends and an abundance of resources, and again, comparatively in the U.S., I don't. But comparatively to the rest of the world, I absolutely do. And when I have all of that, sometimes that's what I lean on. And so then when I'm hungry, I go out to eat. there's so many bad restaurants in my town that we're like, why do we spend that much? My husband makes much better food. I could probably microwave better food than, I'm I'm sorry, Jamestown, there's a lot of bad restaurants around here and um, it's hard to find a good place to eat. But that's probably good because then we don't eat out as much, but I digress. So we spend all this money, all of these resources, trying to fill ourselves on the wrong things. Why? Because we can. When We can't. When well, God's the only thing you have. Then you realize he's all you need, right? So I get why the book of Luke just said, blessed are the poor. Whereas Matthew says, blessed are the poor in spirit. And I always thought Luke was making a social justice thing. And maybe he is, but the whole point is when you're cowering before God because you know God's all you have, there's a certain blessing that comes in it. And I certainly would not physically wish that or pray that on anybody but for us to come to the point that we know god i need you you're my breath um now that word for spirit is also breath so you could say blessed are those who cower in their breath with their very breath where their breath is crying out for god now here's what we do and we don't jesus i'm i need to get back into my phone so that i can read it um jesus had a warning the next chapter he says, um, this is common English Bible, Stop collecting treasures, treasures for your own benefit on earth, where moth and rust eat them and where thieves break in and steal them. Instead, collect treasure for yourself in heaven, when moth and rust don't eat them and where thieves don't break in and steal them. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's kind of like it's saying, we're all going to hoard something. When it's Jesus, it's not hoarding. You know, when we're... We're all going to do something that we cling to, that we try to cling to for our sense of security, our sense of well-being, so we know we're going to be okay. And is it okay to have a little money in the bank account? I might even say that it's reasonable and a good idea to have a little bit of money. But when all we're doing is focusing our sense of well-being on that, is it okay to go to the Dollar Tree and spend 20 bucks? Probably okay. I mean, I don't think I offended God yesterday when I bought an extra toothbrush, but... (laughs) When we're hoarding things and something in us feels like we're meeting a need, sometimes what that does is just create a greater chasm. We're feeding the whole. We're not feeding the wholeness. Feed the whole instead of the wholeness. And the truth is, when we're cowering before God just with this awareness that God, I'm desperate for you as the deer pants for the water. So I paint for you. When we understand our desperation for God. There's something so freeing in that. First of all, cause we're going to the source. We're going to the living water instead of drinking too much diet soda, which I do sometimes. Secondly, because we will be filled when we know we need the right things and we go to the right things in faith and we ask God according to his will, according to our faith in him, we're going to get it. That's a yes. It's a yes. First John 5 says that. This is the confidence we have before God. If we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know what we have it. Because we've asked according to his will in faith and desperation. Because we know that what we really, really need deep down inside, Dollar Tree doesn't do it. Walmart can't feed it. Sure is convenient. But it can't feed our deepest desire. Lord Jesus, you are our deepest desire. We don't always realize it. Forgive us for forgetting it. But I'm so excited, God, that we can always come back to you. We can always get our deepest desire. God-anointed prayers answered, Lord. And even when we don't see it on earth, even when we don't see it this very moment, we know that when we're asking according to your will, you're doing it. We know when we're asking for chains to break in our own lives, according to your will, you're doing it, Lord Jesus. And I know, God, I know that when we're living faithfully according to your will, even though we may not always see with our eyes the fruit, we are storing up so much wealth in heaven. Not because we deserve it, because you let us do it, God. May we honor you today. may, May we take joy in you today. May we walk around today, maybe feeling depraved in our own spirit, understanding we can't, but also with the freedom that you can and will and do. In your name, amen. Be blessed today.